0: we are on a mission. And when I say we, I mean we, because there's no way that I can do this myself. And the mission is 1 million streams. So we want to have 1 million souls touched with hope and faith through the power of our stories. So there's two ways that you can help with this mission. One, listen to the podcast, share it, leave a review, rate it, Two, the other thing you can do is actually be on the podcast, share your story because you're an expert of your own experiences and your story matters. Some people will never resonate with what I have to say, but they might resonate with what you have to say and they'll be inspired and feel hope and know that they can overcome and that there's more life after this and whatever circumstances they're in. So please, if you're interested on in being on the podcast, send me an email, losingfaithpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, Losing Faith Podcast, or on TikTok, Losing Faith Podcast. It's all the same. And just send me a message and we can start the process of getting you on the podcast so you can share your story so you can be a part of this powerful mission too. Welcome to the Losing Faith Podcast. My name is Charnel, And if you're like me, you've been through experiences that has caused you to lose faith. And when I say faith, I'm not talking about just religious jargon. I'm talking about our belief systems, what we believe about the world, ourselves, and even our spirituality. We have these conversations where our humanity collides with our faith. And when our life circumstances start to contradict what we believe, it's raw, it's messy, and it's full of the whole human experience. And what's amazing about this is as we persevere and we keep pushing through life, we become experts of our own experiences. And now we can inspire hope and faith in others. So tune into the conversation about losing faith and the journeys that we go on to regain it, because I think we all need a dose of hope and faith in our lives at some point or the other. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Losing Faith Podcast. I'm going to tell you, I'm being so transparent. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Um, I was trying to record this podcast all day and I was flip-flopping on what I wanted to talk about and I realized that the two subjects I actually wanted to talk about kind of blend into each other. Now, today we're going to talk about um, the process of life and like how we practically start to walk towards change that we want to see in our lives. Um, And there's two things that have been really on my mind lately and I want you to know that everything I talk about on the podcast at any moment are usually things that I'm going through, tools that I use personally so it's not like something that I just read out of a textbook or I just saw a TikTok about but like something that really resonates and applies to my life and I hope that it resonates with you. So Um, You know, it's so interesting that we all today want to get to destinations. We want to get to a certain place in life. Um, We get so caught up in the grand picture at the end of the journey and what that's going to look like. And that's beautiful and that's fantastic. But I think that the problem is, is that we are not in love with the process. We're not in love with the boring stuff. The mundane stuff, the things that we have to do in between to prepare for the great moments that people have in their lives. And I had this epiphany when I was ironing my dress for a wedding I was going to. This pink dress, um, it was satin, it had nice ruching, so it had my whole body going to be curved out, right? I had planned for this wedding for... I mean two months in advance so before I could have what ended up being debuted and if you follow me on social media you'll see the pictures it was gorgeous you know and like that was just for me to dress up that wasn't even like the planning of the wedding or the celebration that I went to and you know I ended up going to the rehearsal dinner and I went to the you know when you run the wedding through whatever the wedding rehearsal And it's so interesting, like, we're going over the wedding and we're walking back and forth and we're doing all this mundane, boring stuff that was preparing for the great day that we end up having. And I had come from wedding rehearsal, we've eaten, and I'm literally ironing out this dress and I'm like, wow. Like, for once, I didn't feel like, wow, I hate this. Because I understood that the process of me... Ironing the clothes and the process of doing the rehearsal and the process of getting the venues, all of those things, the vendors and all those things add up to the amazing wedding day. Without those things, it wouldn't be the experience that it was. You know, so where could you apply that in your life? You know, what is it that you want to get to that you are just impatient with the process? And I get it. You know, I think that sometimes even me personally, I get impatient with my own personal process and my own personal development. And, you know, I want to become something or I want to heal faster. or I want to, you know, really just live out this hope and faith that I'm trying to inspire others in, in a way that's so holistic where I feel like, you know, this unrealistic expectation where I'm not going to suffer anymore or I'm not going to struggle in certain ways ever again there's still days you know where I still can act out of an anxious or disorganized attachment place you know where my behaviors are not aligned with the secure attachment that I now have uh, but they lean towards more avoidant or they lean towards more anxious something that I feel like I've already overcome and I can be so impatient with that but one of the things I had to learn and embrace with me and just my everyday walk of wholeness and becoming is that it's okay that healing isn't linear and i know that we've heard this so many times usually especially if you're into healing and you're into personal growth like this is not going to be new to you you know there's some days where you're going to feel amazing there's some so many days where you're like i got it i mastered the art of the pause you know i can i'm self-aware i realize the triggers and then there's other days where you react you know i found myself reacting you know i had a situation with a a friend and it got really heated and I reacted like just bleats, um you know, I'm a very honest person. I like to speak the truth, but I also am very cognizant of how my words are gonna hit people, um how it's gonna affect people um i so I definitely pause before i res- just react and try to respond to whatever I'm engaging in, but my anxiety got so heightened, my emotions weren't so involved, and I just reacted and I was like wow this is so out of character for me you know and instead of beating up myself I think the thing that I did is have compassion with the process that either way I don't react this way majority of the time <laughs> that is not my everyday You know, but also engaging in these moments are practice, practical practice. I think that sometimes we want to gather a lot of information or we want to do a lot of prep work, but we don't want to do action. And action only like that experience and the wisdom and the information like you implementing the tools only happen when you actually get in there and get exposed to it. When you actually get into the situation and do it, you know, like there's this whole concept of like, I'm healing, you know, I'm trying to heal and be the best version of myself and um, I'm gonna be alone. I'm gonna be alone to do this completely. But at the end of the day, the tools that you are gathering when you are alone will never be refined (laughs) or like really exposed to see if it's really in you or it's really become who you are until you get into the context of relationship. So I don't necessarily mean romantic relationship, but context of like interacting with people is people that exposes what's really on the inside. Like, have you really developed that character? Get around some co-workers that, you know, might grind your gears, you know, get into get into a new friendship where you have to learn someone else that is that has been raised differently, that has different mindsets, that doesn't think exactly like you. And then we start to see, like, what tools have you actually been able to use which tools can you hone and when you do this in a healthy way because sometimes I think that sometimes when we think healthy we think we're not going to be triggered no of course you're going to be triggered you're still going to have moments where you get upset and frustrated and annoyed yes but it's like how do we respond now and use the tools that we gathered when we were alone finding ourselves all of those things the proof is in the pudding when you're in it when you're in the nitty gritty stuff (laughs) <laughs> and you know you know, a lot of times we don't want to go through the nitty gritty we don't want to go through like the tension and the push and the pull you know another thing that I've been learning is Part of being healthy and a secure individual is also being aware enough to know when like, okay, you know what, the situation isn't working anymore, you know, or this relationship is not healthy for either of us, you know, someone has to break the cycle, you know, so now I have to sharpen the tool of letting go, releasing people to be on the journey that they are on. You know, because I can have a habit of I'm going to hold on to this thing or this person or this relationship until it's dire, until it's like life or death, until I'm having almost a mental breakdown, and then I will release it. And I made a decision where I'm like, why do I want to live this way? Why do I want to live in such a state of desperation (laughs) on a constant basis, forsaking myself in every relationship? I'm like, why don't I leave when I realize At the point I realized that we are no longer in alignment. Honor what the relationship was, honor the good moments, but accept that this is as far as we could go in this relationship. Now it's harmful to me and also harmful to you, you know, sometimes um, to the other person, especially if you're getting to a place where you want to control them or you don't want to allow them to go on their own journey or allow them to go on their own path. I wrote this whole status today where I was talking about, you know, sometimes loving people is actually letting them go. Letting them go to go on their own journey instead of trying to change them or form them into what you feel like you need or what benefits you the most. um, And not just trying to cover that wound of rejection or abandonment and then you're trying to say you're doing it in the name of love but I will say I'm like you're doing it in the name of fear so I had to go through the process of actually learning how to exit a relationship healthily to say like this is enough you know let's change up this dynamic and I promise you like I make so much mistakes I make mistakes all the time. Um, I have a tendency now because I was so like avoidant in my past to like I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm over communicating or I'm overly giving people chances and I still want to be that person. I want to give people grace you know. I want to have the conversation. I want to try to come to resolution or peace but sometimes that's not always possible. So or when I recognize that this person is walking in their truth and I'm walking in my truth and right now it's not working, you know, how do we walk away in a way that's the least harmful? Um and I'm learning that and I'm learning how to ex- um do that, you know? It's not easy. There's days where You know, I do get flared up, I'm just like, you know, is it because I wasn't good enough, is it not nice enough, did I not communicate enough, I try to practice communication and I'm not perfect at communicating, let's get this straight. There's some people who probably are annoyed at me, I always try to like assess if people think that I I feel like if I'm being condescending or like a know-it-all, I'm very passionate when I speak and what I don't know, I don't know and there's things that I do know and then when I do know it, it comes off like very strong, like, oh wow, she really does know what she's talking about um and I can rub people in different types of ways (laughs) okay um but I just try to be cognizant of it but like you know I just really just questioning me questioning myself and just trying to be self-aware you know but at the end of the day after doing that self-awareness it's just okay that like we're just on a different path even if it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to turn out. Um, I will say the second thing that I want to get into, and it kinda ties into this when I'm talking about like just really practically falling in love with the process, interacting with the process, is that if we do not change, then we're making a choice. And I know that might be hard. like Us not actually doing action... inaction is a choice too. Not facing it, not taking accountability not making little simple changes towards it It doesn't have to be a big deal it doesn't have to be a lot Um, you know okay one of the things I struggle with for instance is like when I get really emotional I want to eat I want to eat so I made a decision right that I I haven't been able to master not emotional eating so I just try to emotionally eat healthier things I emotionally eat a salad (laughs) I emotionally eat um, sugar-free yogurt with a little bit of granola and maybe some blackberries. I emotionally eat um, some avocado toast (laughs) and if it's really and if I'm really emotional I'll still eat whole wheat toast and I'll put jam on it like a little little bit of jam. I'm, I'm going through a process of not going to food when I'm emotional But I'm still trying to make healthier choices along the way. So I'm not being complicit with things that harm me. I'm interacting with it. I'm wrestling with the process. I'm going back and forth. I'm figuring out what works for me as a person. I'm figuring out, you know, does this, I I listen to a lot of people, you know, I'm just like, is this something I can apply to my life? Does this work? I'm going to actually try it, not just think about it, but try it see if it applies but if I do nothing you know if I don't if I have ideas or if I have dreams and I never write it down anyway I don't put a note in my phone I don't put on a post-it note I don't even put on a nap like nowhere you know it just stays in my thought life you know I never bring it into a place of bringing it to reality when you write something down it's almost like you're bringing it into the world that you live in I'm making a decision In that action or inaction, I'm making a choice to continue to either be miserable. I'm making a choice not to go after my dreams. I'm making a choice to continue um, down a path that I am self-aware enough to see that is bad for me. You know, and I think that sometimes, you know, people, they'll say to me, they're like, Shara, when I get onto a call with you, I love talking to you. I like to even record our calls because, you know, you always have something insightful to say, but I really don't like you. <laughs> That's what they'll say, now. like, I don't like you because I'm going to ask the question like, okay, so what are you doing? You know, what what is happening in your thought life? And, you know, where can you make a practical decision, even a small one? even a small one you're struggling with hopelessness you know sometimes hopelessness is connected to the fact that we feel like we're incapable of doing something so what is the tiniest thing that you can do that can start you on the path of regaining that uh, belief that you are capable of doing things so you're like okay I want to have a healthier lifestyle alright so what can I do to have a healthier lifestyle you know maybe I'm just gonna get up and I'm going to make sure I exercise five minutes And people be like, why five minutes? And then you complete the five. Like, five minutes is not long. I guess, really, it's probably not even long enough. But once you make that small, tiny decision and then complete it, you just got that shot of dopamine of one, like, woo! I just did something. I did what I said I was gonna do, you know. And then you also got that mental reminder that, like, oh, cool, look, I can accomplish something. Okay, maybe I can go ten minutes now, and maybe I can go fifteen. And all of a sudden, you you're building these habits, but also you're reprogramming your brain to remember that, like, I can have hope because change is possible. Change is possible because I can make decisions. And when I make these decisions, they can be implemented into action. And then these actions can actually manifest into something different for my life. See the pattern here? We're like walking. We get the train moving. But the things that you don't interact with, still making a choice. But not always the best one for you. So, I like to keep these mini versions of the podcast short. And I'm about to just end this one, but I want you to know that, you know, let's just fall in love with like the preparation and the process and understand that, you know, we got to interact with the change that we want to see. It's a choice. You got that choice. You are capable of making choices that are good for you, that benefit you and understand that you're going to make mistakes around the way you're going to have to learn how to use those tools that you're developing especially if you're in self-development or healing like you're going to have to use, you're going to have to learn how to implement those things. That is not an easy thing to do, I totally understand. But I want you to know that you're not alone on the journey. There's lots of people around you um, I mean especially people who listen to this podcast, but you know if you put yourself out there and especially because we have the gift of the internet, you'll 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 know that there's people out there that are on similar journeys like you. Find those people, get connected into a group. There's Clubhouse, there's TikTok, there's Facebook. There's so many other things that are filled with people that are like-minded like you. And you'll learn that these people are on journeys and they're taking steps towards it too. And they're messing up and they're learning. And they have realized that failure is not their identity. It can just be a teacher. You know, it is just something that helps you to refine your mastery. You know, people who are trying to get rid of limited ways of thinking. Not just by getting information, but practically. You can do this. I want you to know that you're loved. You are more than enough. And if no one else believes in you, I believe in you. So, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope this resonates with you. And we will definitely 100% talk soon. See you next week. (laughs) Woo! Thank you for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed that or if anything resonated with you, please do me a favor and write a review under the podcast. Share the podcast with your friends, your family, or anybody you feel like it's gonna to touch. This helps the mission of getting us out, getting our messages out there, and you know, helping to spread hope and faith to other people. If you want to keep up with what's going on with the podcast, you can follow us on social media at social media on Losing at Losing Faith Podcast on both TikTok and Instagram, and that will keep you completely updated on what's going on in the future. So we'll definitely see you next week for a new episode. Later. Bye.